Hello and a warm welcome to this episode of the PPC Chat Roundup, a podcast where I round up the Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5pm GMT. I'm your host Anu and um, I'm here recording from my studio in the UK back in London, back to my usual studio and I use this platform to share not just expert but also my ideas and considered best practices about paid media and the direction the digital industry is going in. So if you want to get up to date tips and tricks in the industry and get the latest on the podcast that has been called your go-to if you don't make it to the PPC chat live discussions and even if you do then like follow share and retweet on that's right um, twitter with my handle the marketing anu or join us on our linkedin group which is the ppc chat roundup podcast i just send us a request on that one we'd be happy to have you or if you're on instagram why don't you check us out on um, ppc chat underscore roundup to get quotes and snippets and memes and gifts (laughs) about our previous episodes but also just things i like thinking about in terms of you know the podcasting as a host and uh, about paid search about the digital industry as a whole i hope you find it as amusing as i do so today we're led by the awesome julie Bacchini taking us on a very interesting topic that i pretty much spun out of malia fowler's mention about the fact that she does not like pizza so uh, we decided to have a topic on controversial or unpopular takes on ppc and non-ppc things and this will be looking at the platforms as a whole but not just that but different tactics both in mainly like paid search but also paid social and so getting right into it we've got julie welcoming us saying hello and thank you for for joining me today we're going to have a fun chat today wherein we share our most controversial and or unpopular takes on ppc and non-ppc things but first how are we doing Got a nice little roll call. We've got Steve Hammer joining us saying, I'm glad the last two weeks are over and ready to get back to something close to normal again. Steve Gibson, there's a nice little uh, tweet here. They're going, I'm doing well. I went to see a ruined Roman amphitheater at lunchtime. Yeah, I wonder if anyone else did that. Had a nice, real, nice view around the lovely theater. And he gave us pictures of that. Looks very beautiful. We also have Riley Duncan joining us saying doing well in Nashville, Tennessee. Fun Titans win on Monday night football last night. So anyway, we get on to um, our questions. Julie goes, let's dive right in. Now, question one, what is your most controversial or unpopular take on paid search? So paid search as a whole, we'll get to more general PPC topics in later questions julie asks answers here saying automation does not work for low volume accounts i don't think that's controversial i think that's really fact so i th- always think of automation when thinking of bigger accounts and making repetitive tasks for big accounts a lot simpler to do and there's replies as well saying ai and machine learning don't work for small accounts but there are certain types of automation that do reporting verification scripts my comment is mainly about terminology here we also have steve hammer replying saying that i might get frequently mad at facebook for any number of things but i do appreciate that they call the lack of automation availability out if your budget is super 
low. Lawrence Chase replies, I did this 100% for small accounts. Robert Brady says, so true, so true, so true. Maddie Marcus says, what would you define as low volume? But we don't get really into that. More answers to question one. Gil Gilner replies, saying 90% of paid search results come from 10% of the work, aka the basics of a platform's are more important than the bells and whistles and catchphrases. Steve Hammer replies, my controversial opinion, people undervalue things with poor measurement and overvalue those with good visibility. Leads to some very bad resource allocations and outright lies in some platforms. That's some interesting um, take there. Roy Stevens replies to that saying, the converse happens a lot too. The things that can't be measured is treated as a holy idol beyond questioning. The things that can be measured is critiqued to within an inch of its life. Steve Hammer replies, so much of this, we've always done it that way, has a lot of power. There was a time that I tried to get interviewees to value their license plate surround that a dealer puts on a car because they all do it, but no one figures if it's worth it. Roy replies, that's a spectacular example and a metaphor I'm totally going to use. And we have John Kagan replying to question one saying, hmm, what will piss off people the least today? Well, I prefer rules over scripts. I take max click strategy over conversion on brand. I still separate my by device and match type. I don't trust Bing's syndication network. Mm. Which one do I find the most controversial there? I don't know. Anyway, Lawrence Chase replies, I prefer rules over scripts as well. And for brand, I agree most of the time. Robert Brady replies to that saying, Bing syndication network isn't just passively bad either. I really believe they are mechanical Turk type actors triggering conversions to make it look like it's working. Fred Jones replies, all of this, yes. Riley replies, good list. I've always struggled with the right bidding for brand. Is lower CPCs the biggest appeal of max clicks? Gustav replies, wouldn't manual CPC be better for brand? Your quality score will be unmatched and clicks dirt cheap. So why not just buy them all? Menachem Annie replies, I like target impression share for manual CPC or manual CPC for brand campaigns. And then coming to my answer to that question, I was like, I don't think this one um, is controversial among us paid search managers, but I would say for some clients, they would find it controversial that PPC search, that paid search even doesn't work in a silo. Integrated strategy or visibility of other channel strategy is the best way to do paid search optimally. And really, it's just basically about saying that we shouldn't hide what the other channels are doing. We need to know what's going on and I think someone talked about attribution and in that way of you know it's all about holistic strategy not like a paid search a separate paid search a separate SEO email marketing strategy which I agree with 100%. Dwayne Brown replies saying that that 80% of people working in this industry don't know what they are doing. Most are just really good at sales, smoke and mirrors and average performance. Steve Gibson replies, I don't know why this is controversial, but it seems to be Google is not your friend. Yeah, that's not controversial. That's fact. Sean Ellie replies saying smart shopping is not for agencies. It's for small businesses that can't afford agencies. Obviously, there are caveats as this is a controversial take, but the only time we use smart shopping is for small budgets of products that don't fit in our overall strategy. And then we have Julie taking us on to question two saying, what is your most controversial or unpopular take on paid social? 
And we have Steve Hammer coming in on this one saying paid social, thanks to hate clicks and other false engagement, a lot of targeting is sheer garbage. I keep getting ads for crypto, but my opinion on it is that we're at version 0.0.1 of something usable, for example. And then we have Gil Gildner replying to question two saying, my controversial take on paid social is that it only works for very few verticals. The vast majority of paid social advertisers should be concentrating their budgets elsewhere, especially if they're higher margin or B2B. And then we have Julie replying to question two saying, creative changes don't matter as much as you think they do. Or I should say creative changes for the sake of change don't matter as much as you think they do. So yeah, change for the right reasons. Emma Franks replies, it's not all about targeting. It's not all about creative. Getting clicks, even from the right people, doesn't matter if you aren't prepared to move them forward post-click. Social clicks are valuable, but we have to return that value with a great customer experience. And Emma continues saying, as a B2B marketer who used to do social full-time, I also have to add, just because you are B2B with high AOV or lifetime value offer, doesn't mean LinkedIn is a fit for you. It's only right if it's where your audience is and how they want to engage with you. And then, yeah, Julie takes us on to question three, saying, what is your most controversial or unpopular take on any aspect of PPCs, automation, attribution, reporting, privacy, etc.? Steve replies to that, saying, I happen to think that most privacy issues are actually storage issues for the engine. So privacy issues, storage issue issues. Gil Gilner replies, I think that digital marketing folks, clients, agencies, freelancers get easily distracted by our egos. Yeah, I believe that. PPC is actually pretty simple. It ain't sexy. This is not mad men. In the end, we're just salespeople making sales and our client really is all that matters. Rachel replies, one day our jobs won't exist due to automation. Oh, Lord. Then, yeah, John Kagan replies to question two, saying that Snapchat users are too young for me to spend on, on for mid to high price point products. And then John Kagan replies to question three, saying popular opinion. I don't trust Google ads automation based on history. Popular opinion. I think John meant, meant unpopular opinion there. <laughs> and then Julie replies to question three, going attribution has always been a fairy tale. Yeah, interesting. Attribution, I wouldn't say it has been a fairy tale, but nobody has really cracked it. But then, yeah, nobody has really cracked it. Could it be a fairy tale? I don't know. I think there is something to be said about it. But people overemphasize it as well, I do think. Steve Hammer replies to that saying attribution isn't the same as incremental and therein lies the issue. Greg replies can and will never be perfect, only hope to get it close. Chase Stone replies not if you have high rows and he attached the handle at ZSS Becker. And then Emma replies to question three saying, I've heard a lot of trust the data and make database decisions, which is a great philosophy. But as Joey Lucas told us, numbers lie all the time. That is data in a vacuum means nothing and can be dangerous if misinterpreted. Good data requires sound methodology. And I totally agree with that. And I even said that it's like, you know, saying that conversion performance has increased by 200%. That's a great number, yes, but when that's actually an increase from three conversions to nine and the benchmark is much higher than that, like let's say, for example, 100, 
an increase from three to nine is not that great at all. Steve Gibson replies to question three saying that automated bidding will backfire as often as not. And then we've got Lawrence Chase replying to question one saying, do not trust Google reps. Their goals and agendas are not the same as your brand. Google is no longer the smartest person in the room. No, they're not. Greg replies, search ad copy is much less important than targeting keywords and placement top versus other segment. Riley Duncan replies, automation isn't just a necessary evil. It's actually helpful. We can spend our time on bigger problems or solution and the platforms make decisions on the little things. We just have to be good guides. Sean Ellie replies to question three saying this may be more conspiracy than controversial, but Google is taking away data, not for privacy, but to prop up their own automation. Yeah, they're definitely taking away data, not necessarily for privacy. I don't believe in the privacy mantra they keep spewing. Lawrence Chase replies um, to question three saying some others have alluded to it, but removing our search data is just so Google can make more money and hide the fact that their matching is turning into garbage. I, I think that's true as well. When talking about Snapchat, when John Kagan says that Snapchat users are too young for me to spend on mid or to high price point products, Emma replies, not going to lie, I'm always surprised that Snapchat is still around. Yes, so am I. When TikTok started really blowing up, well, started, has blown up 1 billion users. And then Instagram really trying to follow their footsteps. I forgot about Snapchat and forgot that they actually do all these filters that people love. But yeah, really forgot about Snapchat. And then Emma continues, I thought when I stopped using it in 2016 that it was starting to fade in popularity turns out it was just me john replies putting five dollars down that tiktok and instagram reels kills it off or forces it to sell in under five years exactly emma rice goes you're probably right and given that i've never downloaded tiktok i was never really on instagram those two probably have a bright future and we have julie taking us on to question four saying what is a popular take on some aspect of PPC that you wish would never be, be spoken of again and why. And I jump in on this one because I feel very strong about people trying to focus on increasing quality score and just talking a lot about quality score and um, I continue saying conversions should always be the focus and you can sometimes gain good conversions on a poor quality score keyword. So as long as you're getting that conversion volume, yeah, I'm not saying totally ignore it, but don't let it be the key focus as long as you're getting conversions coming through. Gilgilner replies, honestly, I've been telling people to stop worrying about long tail keyword research for about five years now. And folks still think they're going to find some magic 0.01 dollar keywords, one cent keywords. And um, I'm really interested in this thread from where Rachel had gone one day. Our jobs won't exist due to automation in reply to question three. Sean Ellie replies, I think our jobs will continue to evolve and change with automation, but we'll be here in some form. You can't just trust Google to optimize for your business. Their incentives aren't aligned, even though that is what I think their plan is. Lawrence replies, as marketers, our job will always be to find the best platforms for our brands. I do believe Google is not the only game now. It's so many new platforms platforms just like before when catalog and direct mail were huge or actual newspaper or magazine ads 
And then we have Lawrence replying to question four, saying Airbnb's take on running ads and how it was a scam. But today, if you search on Google or Microsoft, guess who? Guess who is running ads? Yes, Airbnb. Feels like that point can be dropped. They tried it and came back. So yeah, the whole report about it. Even Rand Fishkin did an article mentioning it again, and I think. We really need to give up on that story. Sean replies to that saying, this one gets me too. I have had clients bring that case study up and it's so hard for me not to say, in what world are you comparable to Airbnb? I wish that article or study would just disappear. Tim Jensen replies, always big giant brands when people cite these studies. The same happened in the recent post from popular industry writer on the negatives of performance marketing and I think he meant, means Rand. Alyssa, Alyssa Altman replies to question, replies to, yeah, this talk about big brands and Airbnb saying there is something to be said about spending money on relevant terms for PPC versus millions on display with a ridiculous frequency. They are all too often lumped together. And Julie replies to question four saying people will welcome highly relevant ads. Nope, people do not want ads in their social feeds. They tolerate them and occasionally will click on them and convert. But let's stop acting like people just want better ads. They do not. Yeah, we'd rather the likes of like Netflix and Disney that don't give us any ads at all. And the idea that Netflix may be introducing ads makes me nervous and annoys me. And Steve Hammer replies to that saying people want solutions to their problems. At times, they are problems they don't know they have yet, but they still want solutions. Chase then continues to that saying they want content that provides value with context. That's where you can get them to convert with small ask. With a small ask. And Emma Franks replies to question four as well, saying, honestly, the importance of attribution and calculating ROI at the channel or campaign or ad level. The longer I'm in marketing, the more I'm seeing how user journeys are not at all linear and it's cohesive marketing that serves the bottom line more than any one element. Brilliant. Brilliant. He said, girl replies, can I add pretty much any user persona to this? Julie also replies saying, can we also talk about how most of ROI is not even an accurate fiscal metric? Are they adding PPC management fees in there or just platform click fees? We need more total business centered metrics, not big data obfuscation nonsense. Again, obfuscation, but I got it right first and second time. Gil replies, yes, it's a holistic thing. Got to look at the whole cost, including our fat fees. Lawrence replies, yes, have a couple of clients where we have a good picture of new to file customers, lifetime value and other metrics along with total costs, which include fees plus advertising costs. Emma Franks replies, yes, and how many other business expenses are being allocated to marketing? That is revenue from PPC has to cover a lot more than just the marketing expenses to be considered profitable. Obviously, that's harder to see from an agency perspective, but it should be acknowledged. Lawrence replies, yes, the real cost of goods, which includes paying company expenses, healthcare, salaries, etc., and then John Kagan replies to question four saying bidding on brand terms, it is needed and necessary. Quit making right 
POVs on why I need to reaffirm your insecurity. And that's the chat about Airbnb as well. Steve Hammer replies, this may not be what you're looking for here, but I wish the Google Partner program would die a fiery death. It's so absurdly one-sided. I think Mark pointed out that for going full smart campaign, they were offering half a tote bag as incentive. God. Golly. Lawrence Chase replies saying we but we would win a toiletry bag if we do everything we are told. <laughs> he and he mentions Greg Finn in there and Greg replies, LOL, go ninety-nine percent smart bidding, then travel in style. You'll need it as you'll be on the lookout for new clients to replace all the business you just <laughs> lost. Lost and yeah, he attaches a tweet from pumpkin spiced. Um, Mark, which is that's Mark Irvin. Yeah, check that out. Lawrence replies, not sure my wife wants me to retire quite yet. And Steve Hammer was like, yep, that program is an insult. So doing better with Google Partner programs, Google needs to get on that or just scrap it all together, which is, I think, is what he's saying. Julie then asks question five saying, what is your secret PPC conspiracy theory? My one is that there is no privacy issue with Google not showing us all our key terms in search query, um, the search query results. They are just trying to make a profit like because as I said on Ellen Parker's podcast, um, the Programmatic Digest, if you don't know where the money is really going and what's efficient or not efficient, you're just going to trust to spend more. You know, you're going to be seeing the conversions and you're going to be like, yep, all of it is useful spend and you're just going to keep spending. And um, that is what Google wants to keep on spending. They've been, I've been seeing loads of even TV ads um, of Google backing the likes of Mark Rashford, who's a UK footballer here that has received backlash of racism. They're trying to push that here. And I do feel that it's a great incentive. It's a great thing they're backing, but then Google, you're just trying to make money and get more people to search and keep all that to yourself so that we can spend money with that as well. Dylan Dylan online replies to question four saying our goal is brand awareness, but also a 10 times ROAS in replies to question four. And in reply to question five, we have Robert Brady going advertising platforms don't care at all about privacy unless it helps their bottom line. Apple iOS tracking, they're just boosting their ad business. Google shirt search terms, just hiding bad matching. Yeah, pretty much what I said. Lawrence replies saying, I kind of said this in my other answer, but I think hiding the search terms before changing the matching criteria on exact and phrase was just preempting what they knew was going to happen. More money because we are paying for terms that we do not want. Precisely. Julie replies, platforms do not give a crap about privacy. It's all theater to try to stave off regulation and competition with each other as they race to create the highest walled garden or to not let us see the crap we have to take to get the clicks we really want. Yeah, we're all pretty much saying the same thing. There's nothing, it's nothing to do with privacy. It's all about money and beating the competition out. And Dwayne gives us an answer to our earliest, earlier questions. It replies to, in reply to question two, he goes that the learning phase does nothing. The goal is just to get you to spend more money. To three, he goes that sitting down during Black Friday and changing your bids that week is the biggest waste of time. And to question five, he responds, Dylan responds, Google advertising is a stock market that can or does get manipulated by Google to influence changes for advertisers to increase budgets 
or allocate budget in certain areas. Yeah, it's a stock market. They're just trying to make money. It has nothing to do with privacy. Dwayne then continues his answers going um, to question four, that clients own their ad accounts and they do. Why even ask if agencies shouldn't be owning it if they get fired? <laughs> wow. To question five, he goes, no secret that ad platforms don't care about anyone but themselves. The minute you accept that, we can change the game. Before I give question his answer to question six, I'd like you to give the question. <laughs> and Julie goes, just for fun, do you have a controversial or unpopular or unusual take on a topic outside of PPC that you'd like to share? And this is inspired by Amalia Fowler, where she tweeted about her dislike of pizza. Dwayne replies to that saying, ramen is good, still just fancy soup. <laughs> well, I do think ramen is good good is was that actually a controversial idea in the first place gil replies to question six i'm gonna set this one out um before i get it crucified for my unorthodox views come on gil that's the whole point safety numbers steve hammer replies outside of ppc but in my domain of food despite all of my foodiness i love mcgriddle it literally makes no sense. It's all of breakfast thrown into a sandwich with cheese added for good measure. I rarely eat breakfast, but that somehow I enjoy. Melissa then does one that breaks my heart. She goes, seafood is gross. Really? Love shrimps. Could eat shrimps every day and lobster, which I feel is the steak of the seaweed, seafood world. I love steak as well. Love scallops. Love, I've said prawns, but yeah. Love diff loads of different fishes, you know, cod, haddock, red bream, tilapia. Oh, they just lose. I could I could sit here just chatting about food, but we'll go on <laughs> from that one. Lawrence goes, I would say, but they could be watching right now. Jensen to question five goes, I'm kind of curious about what kind of internal financial footwork occurs to shift around money when Google pays for a click on ads for its own services. Rachel replies to question six saying ice cream is just okay. Ooh, well, Amalia also said she didn't like ice cream, but I get that when it's the weather related. But then if it's hot and when it gets heated, put your heating on indoors. I'd eat ice cream as well. Oh, and Julie Bicini replies, puts the really funny one here. Just because you have kids does not mean you have to like all other kids. Yeah, I don't particularly like every kid, but I do like a lot of kids but most especially my niece <laughs> she's adorable robert brady replies not chasing the next pay raise or promotion is okay lifestyle businesses are just as good as high growth unicorns yes hair hair totally agree with you on that one and several people do as well dylan replies mayonnaise doesn't belong on anything let alone everything yeah people put a lot of mayonnaise dave galigues replies what i'm gonna find a way to work in mayo into my late lunch now <laughs> robert replies have you ever tried tried fry sauce dan patterson goes i love mayo but it's okay that you don't that's what we're all about it's not about controversy it's not about fight it's i like what i like you are left to like what you like and ah with that one i could go on there's several more answers actually yeah i'll put my answer in because i thought this was is really important i've been visiting a family mem member recently i won't say which one and and i was just like i think it's really important to have a support network that can physically get to you in an hour 
or much less even. They should be able to get to you in less than an hour, regardless of traffic. And I have family that don't. They live a few cities away from me, but that's just over an hour away from me. They have a toddler as well. And I do think the fact that they need to wait an hour for help from me, uh, I'm not comfortable with that. I wish they'd make more friends and have a support network near where they live. And on that note, we come to our end of our chat about you know, controversial or unpopular ideas and and views on paid search, with both paid search PPC and paid social, the platforms, our tactics and strategies. Did, well, did some of those surprise you? Do you agree with some of them? Let us know and join us um, to continue that chat and what your thoughts are on Thursday at 12 p.m. Eastern or 5 p.m. GMT, where Julie will be leading the talk on Twitter spaces. So we'd love to have you on there for any feedback about this podcast or maybe even some correction about anything that has been shared. Please get in touch with me on Twitter. My DMs are open on my handle, the marketing Anu, or get in touch with me on LinkedIn. Join our group. It's the, the um, PBC Jad Roundup podcast group. We'd love to have you on there. Just send a request and I will let you in into our cool club. And finally, remember for your campaigns and businesses to glide smoothly. There's a lot of hard work needed beneath the surface. So keep your swans kicking. Bye and speak to you next week.